moving in our lives. We want you to overshadow us with your power. Bless us to the full, Father. Bless us and heal us till we need no more, Father. We thank you. Give us the ultimate and the maximum of everything that you have in store for us today, Father. And we thank you, Lord. We have tasted and we see that the Lord is good. And we thank you, Lord, for pouring out your goodness and your mercy upon us today. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. Amen, 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 amen again. So uh, today we're going to talk about heavenly medication or medicine, however you want to look at it. There is a medicine that comes from heaven. And we we can partake of it at any time we desire. In fact, it is for us. It is set aside for us to take care of all of our needs. Um, God never sent the nation of Israel elsewhere for anything, including their health and their healing. Amen. He was their physician and is. He, he intends to take care of his people. And if there's anything we understand about Jesus and his ministry, he went everywhere teaching, preaching, and healing. Amen. He taught, he preached, and he healed. And so he gave evidence to his um, authority as the one that, that the nation of Israel was looking for as the Messiah. He would come and he would restore all things. He would deliver people. From the hands of their enemies, not just natural enemies, but spiritual too. There's no point in getting natural help if you don't get spiritual help. Amen. Because man is a spirit. We're spirit beings just like God is. We just live in a, a human or flesh body. But we are the greatest part of us is our spirit. And so God has come back to us and decided to live inside of us by his spirit. And so he communicates to us by the Spirit. Amen. When your healing starts to manifest and take place, it, it starts with the Spirit first before it goes into the, the flesh. So the, the spiritual man has to receive the things of God uh, before the natural will receive them. So uh, it's a good thing to daily feed on God's Word, hourly feed on God's Word, continually Feed on God's word. And what do we mean when we say feed on God's word? Well, in Proverbs 4, starting in verse 20, it gives you an explanation of what we need to do to feed on the word of God. And it says, my son, attend to my words. Miss uh, Chuck, can you get these young ladies a pencil and pen and a tablet or something? There's a bunch of pens up here. Sweetheart, come up here and get a couple pens for you girls. I steal them from here all the time. Yeah. Whichever one of you is sweetheart. <laughs> Sorry about that. I didn't get your names. And Miss Chuck will give you some paper to write on. You should get a little tablet, you know, little pads or something. Praise God. Miss Chuck, I got some big notebooks on my desk if you want to get those. So these are big girls. They might have a lot of notes. So, hey, prophesy. Amen. So, in Proverbs 4, starting in verse 20, it says, My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not be depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? It's very important. If you're going to do all of that, 
seeking the word, finding the word, hiding it in your heart, holding on to it. Don't let it slip. Don't let it go away. Why? Because it, it, they are life. God's words have life in them. They are life to those that find them. Amen. What does it mean to find the word? What it says to do right here. Hold on to it. Don't let it depart. So if you hang on to the word of God and don't let it leave you. Amen. Like how many people have memorized at least the first verse of Psalm 23? Amen. It's it's a very, very popular verse. Many people have have memorized what we refer to as the Lord's Prayer because they want to hold on to it. Amen. I mean, at some point you start listening to what you memorize. Amen. Amen. When you think the Lord is my shepherd, you think, wow, I must be like a sheep. Yeah, you are. You need somebody to help you and lead you. You know, there are some things that we can just do automatically, but I wouldn't advise it. Some of the things we're accustomed to doing, God wants us to do it his way. He's always got a better way. He's always got a more prosperous way. He's always got a more peaceful way, more beneficial way. He has a better way. And so when when we talk about these scriptures and, and hiding them in our heart, it's so that we can understand them, we can benefit, and we can believe them. Once you start meditating on God's word, mix it with faith. Don't just kick it out and say, um, okay, the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, I have no want. How many of you maybe didn't think that was too true a few years back and now you know it's very true? Amen. Because when it first comes to your ears, it sounds like, well, what does that mean? I won't lack anything. I always lack something. I never have enough of this or enough of that. But once you start really living with God, living for God, you'll find out you have great contentment. Amen. You know if there, if it's lack, it's probably temporary because you know there's more coming. And so once you have that reassurance that there's more coming, you don't have any lack. Amen. Even though you may not have it where you can grab it right now. You know it's available to you. You know God will will provide. He will make a way. And so if we, we think about it that way, it's a good thing to hide that scripture in your heart. Because you won't get discouraged when emergencies come up. You won't panic. You won't get in fear. You won't get in shock. You'll just start to worship God and say, God, I thank you that you have my provision. I thank you, Lord, that my provision is available to me. I thank you, Lord, that you are sending my provision right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so we we have to understand that. We have to live like that. It's called living by faith. You know, there are many times we live by faith some and then we cheat some. But we working on it. Amen. Everybody's working on it. Amen. You, you are working on it. You know, it, it's it, we want to do better. We want to rely on God. You know, you hear those testimonies like, man, these people, seriously? Uh, George Mueller, the, 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 uh, the man that had the orphanage back in the 1800s. You know, we, the, they went to bed and the last, the, the cook said, well, we, we, we gave, we were out of food. We won't have anything for in the morning. 
he got up that morning and prayed and, and, uh, within an hour there was a knock on the door. I'm talking about an orphanage full of kids. Hundreds of children. And the baker was there and he said, you know, we had a big order, somebody canceled it and I just felt to bring it by here. He didn't say God told him. God can talk to anybody to help anybody. Did you know that? Amen. And so he said, yep, right here, pull it right up. And there was plenty of bread in time for breakfast. They never missed a meal. They never missed a payment on anything. They never missed being able to purchase things. That man lived totally by faith. He told nobody. There was no... You know, sometimes you can uh, think, say you're living by faith, but you drop in hints everywhere. Well, you know, sister, I'm believing God for, oh boy, here we go again. Such and such and so and so. And you hoping they got it in their pocket. But we working on it, right? We cheat a little bit, but we working on it. Amen. It's hard to give up a system that you've been married to for so long and many of us are married to the natural realm you know we just get panicky when we don't see it right in front of us or we don't think the money's coming or we don't oh we misspent the money that's the worst part about that now you got fear guilt condemnation you got to dig yourself out of that hole before you can believe god to take care of you so I'd rather stay on top of things and just walk by faith and live. In, and see, I didn't always feel that way. I thought there was no other way to live. And then God showed me different, took me aside and said, now nah, I'm going to show you how I really want you to live. And so from that day forward, I've endeavored to just obey God. It's been tough sometimes. And sometimes I've disobeyed out of fear, you know. But I found that God was right there for me, helping me. And it is a better way. It's a much better way. So he says, don't let these words depart from in front of your eyes. You know how we always keep our little cards, our scripture cards on the refrigerator? That's a good practice to have, folks. And look at them often. Amen. Don't just walk by them and act like that's a decoration. Look at those words. Amen says keep them in the midst of your heart keep them keeping them there means to meditate reflect on it you know get your mind over on the word and not so much on your circumstances why because they're life to those that find them and health or medicine or heavenly medicine to all their flesh The other scripture says, guard your heart with all diligence. Don't let anger well up and bitterness and you go running telling everybody how wrong somebody did you. Amen. Don't let that happen to you. If there's something going wrong in your life, tell God. He's not going to let man help you anyway once you belong to him. He don't like that stuff. I tell you, God's jealous for that position in your life. That's what father means. It means you got somebody to go to for help. Amen. So if you learn how to keep it between you and God, you'll find out a lot of a lot of situations get resolved without a lot of nonsense. Amen. You don't want the devil to get in everything and mess everything up. So if you'll keep it between you and the Lord and let God be your counselor, let the Holy Spirit be the one that tells you you're okay. Repent. Forgive that person. Come to me. Let me handle it. See? But many times we go off like chicken little skies falling. 
sky is falling. Sky is falling. What number rain? Y'all better wake up. Huh? Sure. We will run and tell everybody. Huh? Hmm? What is that? Can you cue Mr. No. <laughs> but you know, them, somebody done somebody wrong songs. Very bad. Yeah, you know who that is. You know who that is, Claretta Tyaro. Don't pretend like you don't know, but you don't have to cue him. <laughs> you know, I mean, that sometimes some things minister to us. You ever had that? Sometimes you think of some blue song from way back and start letting it minister to you. You, you got a bank in your brain with all kind of little messed up songs in there. Amen. Uh, <laughs> so so we have to to clear that out and have to take up a new way of doing things and i tell you if you let god the holy spirit be your counselor and tell him when you, how you feel about things and he'll show you you're not so much of a victim as you think you are you used to be in the old life that's all you had but you're a new creature bible says forget the former things and the things of old Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Amen. He'll do a new thing because you're a new creature. You can't live the old way anymore. And so if, if we'll remember that, amen, then that's why how you guard your heart and you don't let the word seep out and, and anger and frustration seep in. Amen. So that's what it means. Just put a shield up there, you know, like Wonder Woman. <laughs> I'm fighting off the fiery darts of the enemy with my shield of faith. Amen. And we got to live like that. You can't let that nonsense penetrate and you start, you know, thinking about it and get all blue and sad and all that. You know, rejoice and be glad because you're over all of that. Amen. God, I thank you. I am over that in Jesus name. And so that's that's how he wants us to live. He wants us to live burden free, carefree, devil free. <laughs> everything free, free of all kinds of darkness. He wants his light and his life to shine in us and through us. So it, it's a good thing. It really is. So um, anyway, so so that was back in the old covenant when when uh, um, the, the Proverbs taught us how to live. And so the old really is consistent with the new because we see Jesus coming through with the anointing that would do the very thing that Proverbs 4 tells us needs to be done. So in Luke chapter 4, if you'll turn there and look there, you'll see where Jesus was anointed and he he spoke that in the synagogue where he was reading that day. It says, verse 16, he came to Nazareth where he'd been brought up. And his custom was he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered to him the book of the prophet Isaiah. When he had opened a book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. I can tell you for a fact I have received all of those blessings from God. 
I was bruised and broken and he healed me. Amen. I was in darkness and he gave me sight. And he gave these things to people who needed them in the natural. Amen. And to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And then he sat down, closed the book and said, this day, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. So here I am and I'm here to do this very thing. And people start marveling at him. They said, wow, who, where did he get that from? That's a different word than we've ever heard. Amen. Well, the Messiah was to do that with this anointing. He was to bring God's kingdom to his people as promised. Amen. He did it to fulfill all the scripture that was written about him. So in Luke chapter 6, if you'll turn there. And verse 17, it says, and he came down with them and stood in the plain and the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea, Jerusalem, from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits, tormented, amen, and they were healed. And the whole multitude, um, uh, sought to touch him for there went virtue out of him and he healed them all. And it says, what did they come for? To hear him and to be healed of their diseases. So this is Proverbs 4, 20 to 22 in action. To hear and be healed. So everything that scripture had written about God's blessing, Jesus came to carry those out. He came to preach like he said. He says, I'm anointed to do this, to preach the good news and to heal people, whether he touched them, whether he laid hands on them, whether they touched him or they just healed, got healed because of receiving his word. He healed everywhere that he went. He healed everybody that could receive it. And you had to receive it by faith. Amen. And so this is, this is the fulfillment of the promise of Proverbs 4, 20 to 22. So heavenly medicine goes out whenever the word of God is preached. Whether we're preaching on healing or we're preaching on uh, giving and receiving, whether we're preaching on the new birth and, and the healing that it does to your inner man, the new life in Christ, whatever we're preaching on, healing always takes place in the atmosphere where the word is being taught in faith. Amen. Uh, you, you Faith must go out before you can can receive it. Amen. So it's good to, to, to have an anointing in an atmosphere where the minister's words are carried on the winds of the Holy Spirit. And you can hear in faith the things that are spoken and you can receive the benefit of it. There's no reason why we can't all walk out of these meetings healed if we'll mix what we hear with faith. Amen. You know, pay attention to the word. That's what the world, the uh, Proverbs 4 tells us. The first thing is to pay attention. Listen, lean in and hear. Now, you might have to hear the same scripture over and over again to get it. There's no harm there. At least you're pulling for it. Amen. You haven't given up on getting what God has for you. When you start not mixing it with faith, that's when you're on the losing side. Always stay open to for God to minister something to you from the word. So to to pay attention is your responsibility. Amen. 
to preach the gospel, that's my responsibility. But to heal, that's God's responsibility. So we all do what we're supposed to do and we'll wind up being a very healthy group of people. Amen. Sometimes you might have some things that will hang on for a season or you got to work at it a little bit. Amen. It just requires more attention, more earnest attention to say, God, I'm not going to give up on getting rid of these pills. Amen. I'm not going to give up on getting rid of this, whatever it is we might have to depend on for a season. Or I'm not going to give up and get rid of this last 20, 30, whatever, however many pounds. You understand what I'm saying? And so once we start to focus in on that and focus in on God's way of healing us and, and making us whole and healthy, then that's when we partake of the heavenly medicine. Amen. So God's word has medicinal curative properties. So we're going to talk about those. Like, what are they? Amen. What are some of the properties of God's word that we can all partake of? And the one thing I can think of that everybody can get and hold on to is God's comfort and God's peace. I don't know about you, but I was so glad to hear when I got saved, I was so glad to hear that I wasn't going to go to hell and I didn't have to worry about that anymore. That was such a relief that would, you know, because that'll weigh on your brain. I know all throughout my life up until that time, you know how the thought will come to you. Well, is there really a heaven and. If it's heaven, am I going to go there? And then you quit thinking about it because it was too scary to think about because you didn't have to have an answer for that question. But God heard that question. Come on, y'all. And I don't care how many years it took for you to get the answer to it. He answered that question. Amen. He'll answer everybody's questions about eternity. So sometimes those ideas can go through your head and it might be years or decades before the answer comes. But God always answers an earnest inquiry about eternity. And so once you come in, when you confess Christ, you repent of your sins and you get washed clean of that. There's like a a relief and a knowing that comes on you that takes away the dread fear of God. Now, you might have some fear left, some, you know, where you, I'm not sure what to do. God, is this okay? Is that okay? You know, I don't know what to do, God. So you go back to reading your Bible because that's where you found him to begin with. That's where you always find God. And you go back and you get your answer for that period of time. And and then you might come to another point where, oh, gosh, I don't know if this is the right thing or that. Well, let me pray or let me get back in my word again. And so he begins to feed us. You know, little by little, he starts putting in the answers and putting in the confidence and putting in the reassurance. That's peace. See, once you enter into God's peace, you may leave it momentarily. Like your mind might get disturbed about something. You might get worried about something for a while. But pretty soon, you let that request be made known to God. You say, well, God... Can you help me with this? I, I'm I'm not sure about this, but you said if I needed anything, I should ask you. And I need your peace. I want to stop worrying about this. I don't want to be disturbed about this anymore. Rule number one, don't try to figure out how to do it yourself. 
If you want to keep God's peace, you have to cease from your own works. You got to quit trying to figure out how to get over on people and how to get around people and how to don't factor people in at all. This is between you and God. He might use people to help you and he might not this time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're looking for the same people to do come through for us like we always do. God wants us to cease being dependent on man because he has a better plan for us. I'd rather trust God and let him use whomever he wants to use and try to instead of trying to figure out how to get that person to help me again. And you know they're tired of it. Amen. God will make them get tired of you. Huh? For your own good. He's jealous for that attention. He's jealous for that position. He's not going to let anybody take that position from him. So he'll let you know, no, you come to me. Amen? Just like if, if you caught one of your children out begging a stranger for something, that would upset you like nothing else. You'd be furious. What are you doing talking to them? You don't know them. Come here. You know, and you tell them, don't you ask anybody for anything. You come to me when you need something. God feels the same way. He feels the same way, even more so, because he's a great provider. He can provide for you. And sometimes we think we need one thing, and really we need something else if we'll let God provide it. Amen? Sometimes we just need reassurance. We need peace. We need to be sure that we can come to him. We need to be sure that he's going to help us again. We need to be sure that he's not mad at us because we messed up again. Amen? And so when we understand that, that, that our needs are so much bigger, he wants us to have peace. So, so when we talk about the comfort of God in Jeremiah 8, you'll see them talking about a balm. Amen. A balm or an anointing. The anointing is the balm. Not the bomb, but well, it could be that too. It is, as a matter of fact. I take that back. It is the bomb. So we're talking here about a specific region uh, that that is mentioned here in the Bible, and I think it's it's kind of mentioned in a uh, maybe a, a. Well, let me let you listen to it and see what you think. Jeremiah eight twenty two, and he says here. Verse 18, when I would comfort myself against sorrow, my heart is faint in me. Man, that's what the, that's what the prophet is saying, talking about the whole nation of Israel. They have strayed so far away from God and not, now God's judgment is getting ready to fall on them. And he says, behold, the voice of the cry of the daughter of my people because of them that dwell in a far country, so they have been scattered, is not the Lord in Zion? Is not her king in her? Why have they provoked me to anger with their graven image and with strange vanity? So they're worshiping other gods like the people around them. The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. For the hurt of the daughter of my people, I am hurt. I am black. Astonishment has taken hold on me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician here? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? Is there no balm in Gilead? Amen. 
Now, this is really talking about a natural remedy. And God never instructed his people to depend on natural things. Amen? So why are they speaking about this? Um, So now we're talking about a backslidden people, a people who are away from God. So God says, why aren't you healed? Why aren't you using the medicines and the physicians that you've been using as backsliders? Come on now. Get with the program. He never sent them to physicians for their healing. He never told them to get salves and ointments and stuff like that. The times where he did use them from time to time as a point of contact, we saw Hezekiah, everybody talks about, well, God don't like medicine. Why did he give Hezekiah that fig poultice to put on the boil? Apparently he, he had what they call septicemia. He had blood poisoning. Infection had gotten so deep, now it was in his blood, and he was slated to die. And so God told him, told the the prophet to bring him a poultice of figs, amen, but he had already told him, I will heal you. He had petitioned God for healing. He didn't petition God for anything to put on there for a remedy. So God did that as a comfort measure and confirmation that he was taking care of that problem. It was never to be taken as a remedy for everybody else. You got me? Points of contact are different from remedies. God's remedy is always the word. Amen. So when God asks, oh, is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no for what he's doing? He's saying it kind of sarcastically to them. You've been going your own way. Why are you asking? Why are you looking at me? Y'all ain't, y'all ain't healed. Why not? Don't you run out of salve? You run out of physicians to go to? Now that you're backslidden and away from me? Why don't you obey my word and walk in health like I promised you in Exodus 15? If you will diligently remember that, diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God. Do that which is right in your sight. They had long since quit doing that. And now they were resorting to physicians. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. She wasn't on the word at that time until she ran out of money. Then she heard about Jesus. He he hadn't just started preaching. She just finally paid attention to him and turned her attention to him. Amen. And so we, I know, I know we talk about Bama Gilead, we sing the song, and that's all well and good, but that's not what God wanted for his people. It's a contradiction of what God wants for his people. He wants them to obey the word, and they walked in divine health. Amen? As long as they obeyed God, there was no sickness. He brought them out of Egypt with, with silver and gold, and everybody was healed. They got healed off one meal. The whole nation did. Why? Because they obeyed God. It wasn't so much the meal. It was what God prescribed for them to do. To obey him. So that they could go out healed. And it was a Passover. So he instituted that as an ordinance. Once a year, they came to the... And everybody was healed. Everybody was happy. Everybody's sins were forgiven. Once a year. 
but God wants his people to walk in it every day. They could have walked in it every day just by being obedient to God. When you sin, take an offering. Go to the priest and repent. Take that required offering for that. That's how they were supposed to live. But of course they backslid. Of course we walk away from God. You know, and it's no, it's not a crime or a sin to use medication to alleviate your suffering. But God never wanted us to depend on what the world gives us. Amen? So I'm quick, fast, in a hurry wanting to get rid of my pills. I'll tell you right now. In fact, I'm, I tell them all the time. I said, look at you. Pretty soon I won't have to take you anymore in Jesus' name. Quit looking at me. We're getting divorced. Huh? I mean, everything I can do to get my health back without it. Because I've been used to having divine health without it. Amen? And so so you can get back there again. You don't have to just keep depending on natural things all the time. You can walk in divine health. That's what God has, has ordained for us. And I want my I want my my health recovered. Amen. As it says right here. So so uh, the, the the but there is a comfort that God gives us. The reason I mentioned the bomb is because it's a familiar scripture to everybody. But there is a comfort God gives us even when you do have symptoms even when you do have have medication you have to take or you have to go to the doctor because you just don't feel well enough on your own and all that kind of stuff there is a a a comfort that God will give us if we'll seek him for it amen and it's a comfort it's a spiritual comfort it's a knowing that that we are healed amen you you can get that knowing from God. In Philippians, he says to let your requests be made known unto God. So thank you, Jesus, for healing me, going to the cross and paying for my health and healing. And I receive my healing right now. Amen. I believe I received it when I prayed. Amen. And I thank you for healing me. I thank you. And, and resist the enemy when he questions when it's going to happen. Because that's nothing but a devil question. You know what I'm saying? Because as far as your spirit man is concerned, you're healed. You received it when you prayed. Amen? And just keep reminding yourself, you know what? I'm healed. I got healed when I prayed. I received my healing by faith. And so your spirit, the first level of your healing is to your spirit man. Healing is spiritual. The word comes in in your hearing. And once you hear the word and you receive it and you mix it with your faith, you have received your healing. Amen. Oh, well, Barb, what about symptoms? What about them? They're as big or as little as you want to make them. Huh? Because they've got to go. Mark 11, 23 says when you put your faith in God, have faith in God, have the faith of God. In other words, use your faith like God uses his faith. He says, let there be, and it it is. So you is healed. The minute you pray and you say, Father, I thank you, I receive my healing right now in Jesus' name. Amen. You are healed. If you don't receive it right then, your mind will start wondering when it's going to happen. 
And you're, you can't let your carnal mind start to run your life once you're saved. You gotta stay with the spirit. So the spirit has a knowing that you're healed. Your spirit man knows that. In fact, once you start meditating on it, it's hard to get a believer who really believes they're healed to say they're sick. Amen. Cause you don't confess. You might do it when you first start working with this. A lot of people do. They're not totally convinced. But once you go to meditating on that word, you understand that God has healed you already. You're not waiting on him to do something. You're not waiting on yourself to do anything. Amen. You are healed. Well, what about my pain and what about my whatever, you know, whatever the physical symptom might be still. Well, you got to put that to rest. Amen. Once you believe you received it, that thing will begin to leave. I don't know when. I don't know how it happens. But if you believe the word of God, you believe that you will have what you say. And and when are you receive it? When you believe that you've got it. And you will have what you say. When? I couldn't tell you. I can't tell you when I will have mine completely. But I know I'm healed. I know I believe the word of God. The word of God says I am already healed. By his stripes you were healed. When did he get beaten up for this? At Calvary. So you were healed actually before then. Amen. It manifested at Calvary so that everybody could see it. And everybody could see that it was real. Before then it was a prophecy. But after Jesus came, it came to pass. Everything was prophesied about him came to pass. So you were in Christ when he was taking that beating. Hello? And he took it so that you could walk in this life whole. You walk in the power of the endless life of Jesus Christ. Amen? So continue to meditate on that. Continue to talk that up. Quit talking about how you feel. Amen? You just have to divorce yourself from certain things. Amen? All the negative things, just say adios to them. Amen? No more, doesn't exist anymore. Amen? Amen. It's not a problem. It's taken care of. God took care of it already. Amen? So, so symptoms begin to be illegal in your life. So you have the freedom to talk to them and make them leave you alone. Once you believe that you've received your healing, then you start talking to the symptoms. Lord, I thank you that I'm healed. Pain, you leave my body right now in Jesus' name. I'm healed. You can't stay here. I'm healed. I'm not putting up with you. I'm healed. Devil, you let me go. I'm healed. We're quick to say it about our finances. Huh? We find the devil trying to steal. Oh, no, you better not, devil. Not today, devil. Get out of here, devil. Huh? You start roaring like a lion. Mess with my money. So why are we so lax about our health sometimes? Well, you know, we're used to depending on things for it. Got a pill you could take instead of praying. Got a this. I used to love it when, when I would, I would have people, uh, uh, you know, people who family members would bring up with, uh, you know, the Thanksgiving dinner. 
that's my that's my uh harvest field. So you know you got a nephew or somebody's not saved or not walking with God, bring a girlfriend over, you know. You got any bite all? No. Do I look like I take bite all? Right. Anywho. <laughs> I said, no, sweetheart. Well, you got any? They go down the line. I don't have none of that, but I can pray for you. Huh? All pills are illegal at the Thanksgiving dinner. You got me? You get prayed for. And God heals them. If I didn't believe God would heal people, I wouldn't even take the time. But I'm a believer. Amen? I'm a believer. I believe he'll heal anybody I pray for. Because he told me to pray for him so he could heal him. Amen? And not just me, but you too. If you're a believer, that's one of the signs. <clears throat> Amen? So I always pray for people, you know. They know better than to ask me for anything. You know, and little nephew sit there with a grin on his face like, she got, she got you, she got you. I'm going to get you too. You understand what I'm saying? Your day is coming, brother. But but this is what you do. This is how the world gets to know about God. It's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance, folks. They need to taste and see that the Lord is good. They need to get a taste of prayer and that kind of stuff. Amen. I remember I, I, we, I went with Tony when we had just moved to, not just moved, but I, I'd been here in Cleveland again for a few years and I was thinking about getting another car, you know, not really seriously, but I said, eh, let's go and test drive a, a, a new car and, and see how we like it. And so I wasn't driving nothing. I let him drive. I'm always a passenger, you know what I'm saying? So. I sat in the passenger seat, so the salesman got in the back seat, and uh, I was looking at him. I said, he said, ah, yeah, yeah I got a migraine. Ah, I said, I'm going to pray for you in a minute. So we we kind of, you know, drove around for a little bit. I let him talk about the, you know, you just have to, to let God time it right. You know what I'm saying? Get the timing right. But I knew God was going to heal him, you know. And so I just took my time and, and let him. And then when he kind of got quiet and got out of words, I said, okay, I'm going to pray for you now. And we were kind of like pulling in, getting, uh, no, we weren't. We had stopped somewhere or slowed down or something. He finished talking about the car. Maybe we're on our way back. And so I said, you mind if I touch you? I'm going to touch your forehead. I said, God always has us touch where the pain is. I said, it's going to leave. And so I prayed for him and, and, I noticed him kind of like looking around a little bit afterwards. You know, I could see him through the rearview mirrors cutting his eyes around. I said, you looking for that headache, right? He said, yeah. I can't believe it's gone. I said, oh, yeah. I said, and it's not coming back either. I said, Jesus took it away forever. And the whole time we were there, he was checking and checking. I said, still not there, is it? He said, no, it's not. I said, it's not coming back. I mean, God does what he helps you. He helps you forever. And so these are things that God expects us to do, not just because I'm a preacher either, because I did this before I started preaching. I mean, you know, like preaching, preaching, um, but before I was called to ministry. And so we have to step out. 
and do these things. But I wasn't trying to do anything. I was obeying the leading of the Holy Spirit. See, there's a place where you can try and do it yourself. And then there's another place where you're led by the Spirit of God. When he leads you, it's because you're equipped to do it. Amen? He's already equipped you to do these things. And so he wants us to do them. Amen? He wants us to lay hands on people so that he can heal them. He is the healer. We're not. So then the heavenly medicine, first of all, gives us peace and comfort. It gives you a sense of well-being. Amen. You won't get much of a physical healing if you're nervous, anxious, upset, and unsure. So faith will come in and settle in on us and give us the medicine of peace and reassurance. Amen. And that is extremely important. The Bible tells us if you've got, you know, if, if you need something, if you lack something, Make your request known to God. Pray about it. Ask him for it and then receive it by faith. And the peace of God will come and guard your heart and your mind. So really what happens is there's a transfer of that uh, uh, thing that you desire. When you pray, it comes into you by faith. And then the Holy Spirit locks it up in your heart and guards it with peace. And that peace says, no, you're not going to take this away from her. No, this is not going to leave. No, and it'll calm you back down again. Amen. Now, there are some, if you watch it, pay attention, you know, a little bit more sometimes to these things and see if you don't cease your worry, cease your upset, you cease Feeling, you know, it's almost like you can't find worry to grab onto anymore. Where you used to worry a lot. Amen. You, where did that go? That went to, to, um, God absorbed your worry with his peace. Will you receive his peace? It's much bigger than anything the world has. It's bigger than worry. So you receive his peace. Sometimes people will get peace for a minute and then they pick it back up again. But pretty soon you train yourself to stay in that place of peace. That balm is very important. Amen. Because God can speak to you and give you further instruction when you're in peace. If you're anxious, that lets him know you're not believing him. Nervous people are not believing God for anything. Amen. Now you may have a little unshake, you know, a lack of steadiness, but his peace will come and overtake that again. Because worry will try to get back in again. Nervousness will try to get back in again. But his peace says, uh uh, you're not going there. We're not having this today. Amen? We're not, we're guarding this. I'm guarding this promise that I put inside of my, my, my child here. And so the Holy Spirit then begins to be your umpire. He begins to tell you when you're right with God. That peace will always let you know that your your waiting is not in vain. Your praying is not in vain. It's on the way. It's coming. That peace is very important. Don't play it cheap, folks. And don't let the devil keep your mind buzzing with all kinds of crazy ideas. Let that peace settle in on you. And, and don't let it get away from you. Keep it. 
Amen. Guard it. Let it be your prized possession. Amen. Just let that peace be there. Amen. And so at the end of the day, let that peace settle in on you. Sometimes you, you know, you almost can't help yourself. You keep thinking about it, keep thinking about it until you really release it to God. And you got to step up and say, God, you know what? I'm going to let this go. I'm going to let you have this again. Forgive me for picking it back up again. I'm going to let you have it again. And I thank you for your peace that passes all understanding. And so that peace is there for us. Amen. Every word of God is with power. Amen. There is no word of God that's void, devoid of power. We, I was looking at Luke 1 37 and it talks about that. And it, it really the scripture says, with God nothing shall be impossible. So God is the God of all possibility. Whatever you want, it's possible. Whatever you need, it's possible. Whatever it is that you desire, it's possible. Amen. All things are possible. All good things. I would put it that in there. All good things are possible with God. Amen. Because he's a good God. Everything that's good for your life, God, it's possible in God. Amen. So, so there is power in God's word. Power to heal. Power to deliver. Power to, to increase you in the knowledge of God. Power to do all of those things. And we want that power. We need that power. That's why you meditate on the word so you can walk away with power. You can be empowered through meditating on the word of God. You come out of that word and you think, man, I can do anything. Where's, where's the devil? Let me at him. <laughs> Amen. Better not mess with me today. I'd have been in my word. I'm full of power. Amen. We're supposed to feel like that. We're supposed to think like that. Amen. So, so when we speak the word to ourselves, we empower ourselves. So the heavenly medicine is an empowering medicine. It does not make you weak. It does not have side effects. Amen. You know how in natural medicine you almost have to give up something if you want to try and get something. You know, they'll tell you what the side effects are. And and if you're not careful, you just focus on the negative. Amen. It's like everything that comes towards you is negative. But if you will allow the, the word of God to work on you, you'll find that you're more empowered. The more of you, it you take, the more power you have. So you can't overdose on it. Amen. If you overdose on it, it'll be even more good for you. Amen. You'll be able to store up, you know, for those days that you don't get in the word and you, (laughs) well, that's too busy today. No, you're not. You got some word in you. You can take time just to think about it. Hmm? Just start speaking what's in your spirit. Amen. Uh, Make contact with God on a regular basis. Don't let it depart. Don't let it leave you. Don't let it be, you know, and you start making excuses. Well, I couldn't do it today because so and so and such and such. It's not true. You can get in that word every day because you got word in you. If all you got is John 3.16, God so loved the world. Amen. He gave his son for me so I wouldn't perish, but I would have ever. Now, you got to sit down, sweetie. Do not get up again, okay, because you don't have to. 
quit playing back there and start paying attention to the word. You know, it's amazing when what you preach, the devil harasses people not to do. We talking about paying attention to the word? So he starts agitating so you're not paying attention. See, your kids can grow a lot in God. Amen. Just by sitting listening. Amen. And taking notes, especially when they're old enough to write. You let them take notes. Amen. So with God, nothing shall be impossible. All things are possible with God. Amen. All things are possible with God. Amen. So God's word is his method to affect his will. God's will is carried out by means of his word. Amen. So when God's word goes forth, that's God allowing his will to manifest in whatever situation he sends his word. Isaiah 55 says, just like the, the sun, the snow comes down from heaven and waters the earth, causes things to grow and to bud. It doesn't go back up, but just comes one way. That's the way God's word is. He says, it'll come towards you, cause your, your soul to be watered, cause your heart to blossom with health. Cause that word to manifest, he said, and it won't return to him empty. Just like the rain from heaven comes down and does its job, God's word, when you meditate, it goes into your heart and does its job. It is healing your body, even as you think about it. Health is coming every time you meditate on the word. Now, God's not going to jolt you every time you, you know, he's doing something. All our bodily functions go along without us even knowing it. Your heart beats, what, a hundred times a minute or so, something like that. You don't hear that. It doesn't disturb you. You don't have to keep hearing it to know your heart's beating. Amen? So God does that with everything. Your liver is functioning normally. You don't have to talk to it every time you think about it and say, liver, what you doing? Are you doing your job? It's the same thing for when our health is coming forth by the word of God. Our health is coming forth continually by God's word. Amen. What the devil wants to do is wear you out with time, make you think it's not going to happen because it ain't happened yet. Well, devil, you are a liar. I am healed. And these little symptoms, they're going to leave too. And you take them with you, as a matter of fact. Do you understand? And just allow the word to dominate your life. Allow the word to be first place. Amen? So his word is his method to affect his will. No matter what his will is, it's done by his word. His healing agent is his word. Psalm 107.20 He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. So Jesus was the word made flesh. So he was sent to preach, to teach, and to heal. Amen. And he's still doing it. The spirit of Christ is still preaching, teaching, and healing everybody. Amen. Because his word's eternal. It never changes. There's preaching, teaching, and healing in the word of God all the time. Amen. So he sent his word and healed them, delivered them from their destruction. 
the word of God includes the thoughts and the intent of God, the mind of God. Amen. So the, the intention, the vision of God is all included in his word. It's all included in that. So when you speak God's word, you don't have to question, uh, is he going to really give that to me or is it, or can I trust he might give me this and he, no, he's going to give you what the word says. So go look at the word and quit wondering how he's going to do something. And if he's going to send the dog when you call him for the cat, huh? God will send what we believe he's going to send. So quit goofing around with the word and trust that God knows what he needs for you to have. Sometimes we have no clue what we need. We're just guessing. At best, we're guessing. Amen. Sometimes we need to, I remember back in the day, remember when the, we were first in, in the word of faith and they, everybody was, uh, get a picture of it, put a picture on your, your, no, you better get a scripture and put it up there. Cause that picture may not get here. Everybody had a jet airplane on the refrigerator. A Mercedes on the refrigerator, Rolls Royce on the refrigerator, and them things ain't never got here. Instead of hiding the word in your heart and getting reassured, see, see the picture comes as a result of you meditating on the word. Once you meditate on the word and hide it on your heart, you don't need a picture of nothing on your refrigerator to remind you that you're expecting God to bless you with something. It's much more important to have the word up there instead of pictures of material things. Okay, I'm going to get up and walk right out of that door. I don't know about y'all, but I took mine down a long time ago. You understand me? And I put the word up there. I went back to my original plan, meditating on the word. Amen. You know, some that may help some people. I mean, you know, if God tells you to put a visual up there, help yourself. But I know the word will take care of everything. And I know God has my best interests at heart. And if I give his word back to him, he'll give me what what the vision of the word gives him. And sometimes he'll let me have a glimpse of it. Amen. Just so I'll get my expector out there. The reason he doesn't give you a whole picture all the time is he knows what we will do with that picture. That picture will not convince you of God's good intent toward you any more than his word will. That there is no substitute for God's word. Never get a sight. And unless God shows you in your spirit, man, a vision of exactly what he has for you, quit cutting pictures out of somebody else's husband, somebody else's clothes, somebody else's jewelry. You understand what I'm saying? What he has for you, he'll give you a picture of exactly what he, and it don't have to be nobody's nothing. Do you understand me? When I finally did, I had promised God, I said, when my, when my current car doesn't run anymore, then I'll get another one. Case closed. 
you understand what I'm saying. Um, and that's fine with me. I'm not hot to get anything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For years. Because I trust God. He was the one that told me, get another car when that one wears out. Because I liked the car that I had. It was the last car my husband bought me. So I wasn't real quick to just let it go. You understand what I'm saying? And so, so when my car quit running, then I went to God and told him, I said, well, God, it's time. I got to get another car. Amen. I'm not sure. I think I drove the ministry van until my car got here. And, and you know, when that car came, it was the exact same car, year, make, model, everything that I had test driven. 12 years earlier. Well, God wouldn't send you a 12-year-old car. He sent me one. And I'm satisfied. You think I'm going to curse my faith by not being thankful for what God sends me? No, 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 no. I'm grown. Huh? I'm one of God's grown girls. Amen. I don't complain. I don't whine. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. Amen. And I know if God sent it to me, it's right. It's exactly what I needed. In fact, I was shocked he could get me that with the money I want to spend. <laughs> it's always exceeding abundantly. Amen. Because Baba don't shell out for a whole lot of stuff too quick. I don't get in love with nothing, folks, and get checkbook slap happy amen so god will do what his word says he will do in in the realm of healing he has already healed us amen and the manifestation happens we don't know how see there's a spiritual manifestation which you get when you pray you receive the spiritual manifestation of that healing because you hold on to it you don't let it go you don't quit on it say oh i don't believe this i'm I'm, you know i'm sick or go back to saying you're sick you don't your mind might wander and wonder when it's going to happen all the stuff the devil bugs everybody with but pretty much you hold on to it. But God wants us to increase our diligence in the word when we're believing him for something. So you've got to grab onto the word more diligently. Give more earnest heed. Amen. As the word says. So get real earnest about it and say, God, I want the rest of this. You know, I'm not satisfied to just live the way I'm living with this. I want it all. I want the full manifestation of it and so the the natural aspect of it he continues to work on that amen his word when you continue to meditate on the word his word continues to supply that which you need amen so suppose there's a a surgery that that is looming over you the word of god has surgical qualities as well Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. It says, for the word of God is quick, that means alive, 
and powerful, more powerful than sickness, and sharper than any two-edged sword, that's your surgery, even to dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. In other words, it cuts deep where no surgeon, natural surgeon can get to. See, if the root of your problem is something that you believe that's screwy or maybe something that you haven't resisted because you're not aware that it's there, the word of God can point that out to you. It will get at the root of everything that's not right in your life. And so it has that type of surgical quality where a natural surgeon would go in and cut something out or, or what they call resection. That means they mess around with it and reconnect something this way. (laughs) You might come out of there. All right. You might not. Amen. You better pray and you better get peace with God. You know that, that it's going to come out. Okay. You know, before you go in there and get anything. Don't go in there at the last minute and start praying, get some kind of makeshift something where you're not really trusting God, you're trusting a man. You have to really trust God on top of the physician, amen, to override him, to undergird him, to give him wisdom, to give him knowledge, to make him sober, not faint and weak and faltering, amen. And so when when you allow God to do that, the word of God has surgical qualities. It will cut away your soul from your spirit. Amen. Now, some people keep making excuses for the fact that they're not really resisting the devil. You know, I mean, you just just soulish habits like that. Like we always got to defend ourselves about something, you know, or or think we're being put on the spot. God's word can separate that out and divide your soul away from your spirit so that your spirit man is free now to tell your soul what we gonna do. Amen. Your spirit is, is supposed to be running the store, running the ship. And so when the word comes in, it'll separate out And you'll say one day, you know, God, I've been accepting this because I thought I couldn't do any better. You ever have one of them revelations? I've been putting up with this all this time and I didn't realize that this was the enemy. This was the devil. I could get rid of this. Amen. Well, if you haven't, God bless you to have it. Amen. That you have a real understanding of the surgical aspect of the word of God. It can cut away all those things. All the bruises from the past that we want to nurse. Every time we get around somebody that's, that's willing to listen. Do you understand what I'm saying? We want to talk about all that kind of stuff or throw hints about it. You know, sometimes we get rebuked so much to quit bringing up old stuff. We find new ways to wedge it into the conversation. I'm going to take a drink of water. I don't know who I'm talking about, but y'all better pay attention here. Because most of us don't really need physical surgery. But the word of God still 
perform surgery it wouldn't be there if we didn't need this that scripture wouldn't even be there so you need the word to go in and cut away deep you need the word to take those things out of you that the enemy has put in you feelings of inadequacy and and uh, wanting to make you feel inferior all the time like you can't do whatever you're comparing yourself with somebody amen and many people just continue to do it. And they're, it's such a habit, they're not even aware that that's the root of their problem. Amen? You know, the devil will make you sit up and start looking at other people in the congregation, especially if you got a lack in your life. And you don't want to hear that your lack is temporary because you don't want to hear that, that you've got to really meditate on the word and make it real to you in order to get the benefit of the word. See, many people are just spiritually lazy is why they don't have the things that God has has ordained for them to receive. They just don't want to do the work it requires. And it's, the work isn't much. Amen? It's just believing God. It's the work of faith. A lot of what we do to help ourselves in the natural would be unnecessary if we would put the word on it. Amen? Just stick the word on your situation. Put the word out there. Before you decide you're going to go do anything about what it is that's presenting itself to you, go to the word and say, Father, your word says that you provide for all of my needs. This is, I'm I'm facing lack here. Or I'm facing a a issue here. Father, you said that that my children would be blessed and they would be a great peace. My, My kids argue too much. Amen. I got two of them that don't speak to each other right now. But you said that my children would have great peace, no matter how old they are. You got me? And and so you put the word on things. And God then begins to cut out the root of stuff. Where we're looking for everybody to get get happy and peaceful overnight. God's working on something much deeper. So you gotta believe that God is handling these things. You must believe that. Or the enemy will steal everything from you because you're looking at the natural. You're walking by sight. So when you walk by faith, you must believe that God's word will not come back empty. You must believe that God's word is working every day, every hour, every, you gotta believe he heard you and he healed you when you prayed. That you receive that healing and it's real. Amen. It's more real than anything you could see. Because he's working on it. You know, even when you don't meditate on a, a healing scripture every day. That word is still working. Amen. As long as you're walking with God, that word is still working. And when you cease walking with God, you'll notice that when you get back with him. Because you realize you can't do without him. He picks up right where you left off. We was on this scripture right here, Chuck. Remember, here it is again. (laughs) Get busy, girl. Amen? Because he wants us to have it. He picks us up right where we left off. Amen? Because he's a good God. He's a faithful God. When we're faithless, he remains faithful. Amen? So with the word being alive, it has surgical properties. It will cut out what's rotten, what's not right, 
what the enemy damaged, what's bruised. It'll bind it up and then begin to remove it little bit by little bit. You'll find some things that used used to labor over and, and really took up a lot of your time and mental energy don't even bother you anymore. Amen? Because you're full of the word. Get Put the word on it. Amen? Don't let the devil harass you forever. Just put the word on these things. The word, is the surgical, uh, sharper two-edged sword of the word reaches to the smallest cell in your body. Will cut out every part that's reachable. Amen? So, so God will begin to change your DNA, so to speak. Make it more spiritual, more of His DNA will begin to permeate your being and begin to take over. It's, it's working all the time, folks. Why? Because the heavenly medicine works in the invisible realm. See, what's visible is what many times what we pay attention to with our carnal man. God works in the invisible realm. So until he gives you understanding of what's going on, and trust me, you got to trust him. you got to accept that it's working in a realm that you cannot see, and that's okay. You don't need to see something all the time to know that he's working. And I take that for myself. Because I've been known to want to snoop and try to find stuff out. Amen. That I'm not supposed to find out. After a while, you're not walking by faith anymore. You're walking by sight. He wants us to learn how to trust him and walk by faith and live by faith. It's by faith that we live. Amen. The natural realm is nothing but death and destruction. That thing is decaying. It's passing away. It won't be here pretty soon. Amen. But the word of God abides forever, the Bible says. And so we have to take that as gospel. We got to take that as what we need. We got to take that to the bank, so to speak. And allow God to be begin to help us more with his word. But those healing properties that are in the word, folks, we need them. We need to understand that whatever you need to be corrected, the word will do it. The word will do it. You got peace with the word. That means you're not disturbed. You're not worrying anymore. If you got, they've given you a, a diagnosis. And it's not looking good. You can go to God and get his peace once you offer that up to him and go in his word and say, Father, I just ask you to heal me and I receive it right now in the name of Jesus. And you walk away thanking him for that healing. Thank you, Lord, that I am healed. I'm not getting healed. I'm not waiting to be healed. I am healed now. See, we call those things that be not as though they are. Amen. If somebody told you, if you accept God's word, he he considers you rich. You go around calling yourself rich. You don't hesitate. Amen. Because we want that. (laughs) Huh? You want health too. People make it harder than what it really is. But the word is the word. If you got saved with a one-time confession of the word, you get healed with a one-time confession of the word. Sometimes you need to confess it again to remind yourself. 
your peace starts to slip away. That's when you need to confess the word. When you start asking God, how, when is it going to happen? How long? You need to start speaking the word to yourself again to remind yourself that I am healed. I'm not going to sit up here and question God. I'm healed. I don't need to see anything because I'm healed. When it's time for it to manifest the rest of the way, it'll happen because I'm, but I'm healed. Right now, I know one thing that I'm healed and I'm not sick anymore. Amen. All right, why don't we stop? Well, Father in heaven, we thank you for your word and thank you for understanding. Thank you, Lord, for the manifestation of faith in you, that we have faith in you for everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness. It's already given to us. So we thank you, Lord, for your holy word. And we bless you, Lord, for giving us your word, which never fails. It never comes back to you and said, I couldn't heal them because your word does the work. We just have to believe it, Father. So we purpose in our hearts to believe everything that your word gives us. Health, healing, peace of mind, prosperity in every area of our lives. No lack, no want, nothing missing, nothing broken. We thank you, Lord, for the total manifestation of everything that we desire and it comes by your holy word and we thank you for it lord in jesus name all right repeat after me i don't have rona and she don't have me i can't get rona and she can't get me and i thank you lord that by your stripes we are healed Amen, amen, and amen again. It is so decreed. Amen. Amen.